This morning I came downstairs to find my wife quite upset because she'd gone to open the chickens thinking that she was doing this really nice thing for me only to find that the kids hadn't been collecting eggs uh, the way I thought they had been and that there were rotten eggs in both egg boxes and just eggs coming out of our ears and it was a big mess. And as I was talking to her about this, our older daughter, who'd been helping her, came in looking really um, uh, I'm not sure quite the right word, embarrassed, uh, nervous to be around me. And I said, I can't remember exactly what I said. But I made it extremely clear to her that it was my fault that the situation had gotten to be like that. That I should have been making sure that they were collecting eggs each day and that I had dropped the ball. And just been assuming that they had when I should have been more aware than that. I could have told her that she had dropped the ball. I could have told her that it, it was her fault, that she should have been on top of it and been collecting the eggs, but a couple things. First, I know that she knows that. I could tell by her demeanor that she felt that already. And I genuinely believed that it was my fault. And I wanted her to know that. I wanted her to see what that sort of personal responsibility looked like in me so that she could model herself on it as well. Especially our kids, but those around us also see our behavior and both consciously and unconsciously model their behavior on others. We do it to people around us as well. We are always subtly modeling ourselves and shifting how we behave based on other people. And if you want somebody to act in a certain way, one of the best things you can do is act in that way yourself. If you want somebody to have integrity, show integrity. you want somebody to develop personal responsibility, show personal responsibility. And sometimes it's important to call somebody out on their lack of personal responsibility. There have been plenty of times with my kids and my cousins, I'm sorry, my, my nephews, um, where I called them to me and said, you guys need to do better. This is not acceptable. So that's fine to do it that way. But in moments when I am very clearly also responsible and probably more responsible than my daughters for 
overseeing that everything is done correctly and that the animals are taken care of, I am at fault. And it's incredibly important that I display that to my kids. And it's also important for me to do that as a reminder to myself of this fundamental truth that I am responsible for things that go wrong in my life. On some level, I could have done things differently. Even if it's somebody acting in a way that bothers me or doing something that I'm not proud of, I could have behaved differently in my relationship with them. I could have said something, done something, acted in a different way myself. We are not passive bits of dirt in this world having things acted upon us. We are agents of change that we can do things at any moment to change the outcome of what things look like in the next moment. And because that is true, it is important that we recognize it and develop a sense of acceptance that we are responsible ourselves for the things that go well and the things that don't go well. I remember reading a book when, maybe it was when we got our second dog, I started reading books about dog, dog ownership, dog training. <clears throat> and I remember reading, sorry if my voice is weird, one of my ears is plugged up, so uh, I, things sound a little weird to me. Uh, I remember reading the author say something to the effect that anything you don't like about your dog, how they behave, is ultimately your fault. And I remember being resistant to that idea, to saying, you know, oh no, no, they came this way. This is just, this is just who they are personality-wise. And their point was, no, no, for sure, they came this way. But you have such an important role in your relationship with your dog that anything that you don't like about them is either something that you created unconsciously or something that you failed to address. And once I wrapped my head around that, and it was actually, it was, it's been much easier to see in other people's dogs because <laughs> we see other people so much more clearly than we see ourselves. But once I started really seeing that and all the examples of that, became easier to see in myself and realize that if I don't like something in how one of my dogs behaves, it's because I didn't do something or because I did something. But it's on me. I could change it. And it's never, it's never fixed in stone. Obviously with a puppy, you can hear those bullfrogs. Obviously with a puppy, there's a window of opportunity where it's easiest to establish things and you can make your life a lot easier by 
testing puppies and selecting one that has a temperament that works for you. But at any given moment in time, you can work to change the dynamic. And a lot of that has to do with working on yourself. <clears throat> I still think about this a lot when it comes to my own relationships, particularly with my wife and kids. Um, you know, when my wife and I are having an argument about something, it's usually something that I could change in myself that would make things better. And the degree to which I'm resistant to acknowledging that and working to change it is the degree to which the friction continues to exist. I'm not saying she's perfect and doesn't need to change herself. I'm saying that I can't make her change, but I sure as hell can make myself change. And a lot of times, it's not that I'm doing something wrong, it's that I'm doing something that is exacerbating a situation. The thing I'm doing is not in and of itself wrong, but when I can look clear-headedly at the situation, I can see that the dynamic is being created in part because of this action that I am doing. Or this habit that I have. Or this way of interacting in the relationship that I've subconsciously fallen into. So it's on me to make that better. Here's the thing about personal responsibility. It's both empowering and inspiring. It empowers you. Hold on, we got a bike coming up. It empowers you to feel like there's at least something you can do about it anything that is bothering you <clears throat> and that you don't need somebody else to change to see change you can make change yourself and it might not be the whole change that you need but it's a start and it's inspiring because once you start to make change people will meet you halfway they'll be inspired to do their own deep look at themselves and work on themselves. Particularly if you manage to share what you're doing in a way that is not pushing them to look at themselves in, this, in, in a way that is demanding. I think it's fine to, depending on the circumstance, it's fine to ask somebody to meet you, but you've got to go there first. You've got to be like the person at the vanguard of the action 
And if they decide that they're the same way and they want to be at the vanguard of the action as well, then great. Then you're marching side by side. But either way, it works out. And if they decide that they're not going to meet you at all, you're still better off taking action and taking responsibility than not. So when you accept the personal responsibility of all things, there is literally no way that you can end up in a worse position than by not. At the very least, it will be better because you made a choice to take responsibility and do something about it. So circling back to the chickens, I felt like the real lesson I wanted my older daughter to take away from that moment, and it wasn't like I had to think about it that hard, this is just intuitively what happened, and me talking about it afterwards. I could tell that she understood that she needed to go into the chicken coop and collect the eggs even if she was afraid of spiders. Now, will she do that in the future if I'm not there doing it with her? I don't know, which is why I intend to do it with her in the future for a couple of weeks at least until I turn her loose again. We need to get her over that hump of being afraid of, you know, the spider in the egg box. But what I needed her to see in that moment was me taking responsibility for a situation, even if it didn't, even if I didn't have to. Right? I think I don't think she went into it thinking that it was my fault, and so it was eye-opening to her. I could tell to hear me saying that it was my fault, and I hope. But that example will stick with her, and maybe at some point in the future, Eliza, if you're listening to this, and you're 20 years old, and you decide to go back through your dad's podcast, and you're hearing this, I want you to know that I really meant it. Because... I think when we're kids, we sometimes learn the lesson that taking responsibility for something uh, is something to be avoided, sometimes at all costs, that there's a price to be paid for taking responsibility for something, and so you avoid that price. And... What I want my daughter to know that I have learned is it's actually the opposite. Taking responsibility is something to be run towards every single time because it what, it's what gives you power in your own life. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.